Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Got to beg uh, your forgiveness. We had a conversation earlier today with Pete Ashdown, owner of X Mission. The topic of that conversation was the internet, essentially, and how it has become overloaded and burdened with all of uh, people like me working from home. Uh, so much added use uh, has slowed the Internet a bit and made uh, some of the tasks uh, upon which we uh, rely, the Internet, we, they're hard to pull off. And you may have noticed uh, during the conversations I've been having with some of these newsmakers around the country today, there's a little bit of a delay uh, between when I ask a question, when the answer comes back, and that is uh, as a result of this fascinating phenomenon of the Internet becoming uh, overburdened. I am relying on uh, what I thought was this uh, super rapid, fast Ethernet connection. I've got this, uh, this high-tech device uh, issued me by the smart engineers at KSL sitting right here on my at-home desk. I've got the cable plugged into it, and yet still, because of this unprecedented burden and demand on the Internet, it is even slowing down uh, this uh, top-notch uh, technology. So uh, patience is what I'm uh, begging from you as we get through uh, this broadcast and all of the uh, things we're doing here on these airwaves. Uh, so many things are coming together right now, so much newness uh, and so much, uh, so much nimbleness is required. We've got to be dynamic and be able to respond uh, on the fly to these circumstances. We're doing our best here uh, at Broadcast House. Grateful to you for tuning in. We are going to continue a conversation uh, that we've been having over the past couple of weeks, and it is regarding the race for the governor's mansion. There are a number of candidates uh, in this race, and uh, those candidates have uh, one by one commenced uh, making announcements uh, regarding their choice as their running mate. We have heard uh, from uh, former Governor Huntsman, has selected the mayor of Provo to run alongside him uh, as he seeks the governor's mansion again. Uh, we've also heard from uh, Thomas Wright, who has selected uh, Congressman Rob Bishop to run alongside him. Well, uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, uh, in a video uh, this morning, made an announcement himself. I'm Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, here at the site of the Pole Creek and Bald Mountain fires, which in 2018 devastated South Utah County and led to the largest evacuation in state history. I've often said you can learn a lot about a person during a crisis. This disaster required real leadership, someone who could act quickly, think clearly, and communicate calmly. During this emergency, I met that person. And I knew that if Abby and I decided to run for governor of the greatest state in America, exactly who my lieutenant governor would be. My fellow Utahns, it is my honor and privilege to officially introduce to you our next lieutenant governor, Senator Deidre Henderson. 
Senator Henderson joins us now. Uh, Senator, I'm grateful to you for joining us on the program today. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what, uh, what goes into being selected uh, to be a lieutenant governor candidate. Hi, Lee. It's great to be with you. Well, um, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of the back end of this process. Uh, I, I was, um, it's been for the past couple of weeks, uh, been talking through some things with members of Spencer's team. But it wasn't until uh, last Saturday that uh, Gabe and I went down to Fairview um, uh, to visit with uh, Spencer and Abby. And that's where Spencer uh, last Saturday asked me to, uh, to join him as his running mate in this race. Uh, so, so things kind of evolved quickly for me on my end, um, but I know that there were a lot of things that went on behind the scenes uh, before I was really aware of, of any of them. Drive out to Fairview, that's a, that's a far piece. Uh, what was that drive like? What were you imagining? What were you and your husband discussing as you were making the drive out there? Well, you know, the day before I had filed to run for re-election to the Utah Senate. Um, I'm up for re- I was up for re-election this year, and I was excited about the prospects of, of serving another four years in the Utah Senate. I've loved serving in the Senate. Um, I love the legislative process. I love my colleagues. I love representing people in, in South Utah County, as I have done for the last eight years. Um, and it was kind of hard to make a decision uh, before I knew if there was really an actual decision to be made. Uh, but once Spencer did make that offer to me, um, I felt really good about things. And of course, we, we came back home and spoke with our kids and talked to our family members and, and uh, it didn't make a decision right away. But um, knowing that the filing deadline was coming up soon, I knew that, that we couldn't, um, we couldn't dally. We had to, we had to make a, a rather quick decision. Um, and ultimately I decided that, um, you know, Spencer is the right person for this job and I believe in him and I believe in his abilities. Uh, and I'm excited to join him and to have a, a statewide voice in, in how we, um, move forward as a state. And I'm really excited to bring my experience and the things that I'm good at to, to the table to help him in governing this state. Talk more about that experience and the things that you are good at. How, how do you strengthen the Cox campaign? Well, one of the things that I feel like I uh, am really good at is bringing people together to solve really complex and challenging issues. And we have some pretty complex and challenging issues that are going to be facing our state in the near term and in the long term. And, um, and, and I am hoping to be able to bring my abilities along, uh, my policy knowledge, my um, ability to uh, effectively uh, bring people together. And, uh, and Spencer's made it very clear that he is looking for a partner who can uh, help with those things, who can help be a voice and who can help drive policy and who can help um, maintain relationships with the legislative branch, which I think is something that, that can be lacking at times. Um, the executive branch and the legislative branch, of course, are separate, and there's a healthy tension there. But I think that there's room for improvement in how those relationships um, develop and how uh, you know we're all really ultimately on the same team and how we solve problems together. The responsibility of the lieutenant governor, it varies. There are uh, a limited number of constitutional responsibilities, elections, of course, being one of them. But as we have learned in recent weeks, uh, from time to time, you may be tapped to uh, execute some special duties, as is the case right now for Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox as he heads up this coronavirus task force. Uh, do you think that you are dynamic and nimble enough to uh, respond to a challenge as is being presented to Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox currently? Well, I would certainly hope for, hope that I am. And, and 
you know, Spencer has made it very clear to me that, um, you know, when he was watching how our communities down here in South Utah County handled uh, the Pole Creek and Bald Mountain fires uh, a year and a half ago, um, how uh, seeing me working in that in that arena and, and helping to pull people together, lots and lots of people who stepped in to help solve those problems and to help uh, lift our community. Um, you know, he, he knew that, that he wanted to have a, a lieutenant governor who could actually govern and who could take care of things in those difficult circumstances. So I, I hope I do live up to that. I, I have experience doing that. Um, I love doing that. I love um, that side of community service. So I, I'm really excited at the opportunity. Senator Henderson, thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, as it has been announced now, that Senator Deidre Henderson uh, will be stepping away from the Utah State Legislature, not seeking re-election, and joining the Spencer Cox campaign for governor as the lieutenant governor candidate. Uh, again, Senator Henderson, thank you so much uh, for your time. We're going to step away now, take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be looking at the Democratic presidential race. Uh, there was an earthquake and a pandemic that kind of got us distracted from that, but there have been some developments. And I want to share those with you next on this episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.